5403 Productions presents The Strut with Chili, TD, and Info Joe. TD, Info Joe, Teal Nation, Strut Nation. Welcome to 54 Minutes of the Guys, tonight I'm going to offer up what they call a Sin Queen. It's a five-line poem. TD, you already knew that. A what? A Sin Queen. Don't be cussing on here like that. This, this is early. <laughs> five-line poem. And here it goes. A Sin Queen by Chili. Victory. Anticipated. Celebrated. Shant score more. Outstanding homecoming win. Joyful. Nexus. Tonight's episode title, brought to you by the CCU Alumni Association, is Herd Immunity. Oh, yeah. I'm so proud of that title. Hey, first, I'm going to have to get a thesaurus out to remember some of those words that you have. That's not a hard word, TD. Victory? What'd you say? I use the word nexus too, by the way. I know. Hey, I'm going to have to get the source out. And, uh, but, uh, hey, welcome in to another edition of the Strut Podcast. Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. So if you got your bingo card, there were three welcomes right there. Gentlemen, gentlemen, bingo card. There we go. It's one square. Coming to you live from downtown Conway on the corner of 9th and Collins. Haven't done that in a while from the front porch. Um, Transparently to all those uh, strutties and Till Nation that listen to us, thank you first and foremost to our sponsors that we'll uh, talk to later uh, or cover later. But also, uh, my wife is out of town on business, so therefore, uh, the Saint Asylum on the corner is happening. So, in the event that you hear me call down one of my children, just roll with it, man. Joe, I think we should we should kind of make him like just keep checking. Like, hey, can you, TD, just go check on your kids real quick while we're in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> One of us could be talking. TD, are the kids okay? And just like kind of lean back and say, are y'all all right? Like you did well. Like, hey, kind of cool. hey, before the podcast, I leaned back while the, while the boys were talking, kind of doing the pregame stuff. I leaned back and I said, boys, Madison, y'all all right? I didn't hear anything. I said, hey, y'all all right? And then they all answered. It was kind of like roll call, man. Kind of like roll call. But, uh, gentlemen, it's homecoming week. It's Marshall. We're coming off of a win in Ark State. Some positives and some concerns. We're going to address those throughout the entirety in the bottom of this podcast, body of the podcast. But, uh, man, I, I'm excited to talk about, man, we got an opportunity to go five and three and three and two in the conference right here this week, gentlemen. I mean, there is a lot to be excited about, and there's also a lot to be concerned about. But the things that we're concerned about, Joe, Chili, they are inevitable. They are inevitable, right? Something like this has happened the last three years with the injury to McCall. We're going to address that later. And the inevitability of 
we're going to have to see the depth, right? If we're going to be a top-tier Sunbelt team, if we're going to get back to that top 40, top 25 echelon in D1 football, you got to have more than one quarterback. But before we get there, gentlemen, since the Sunday strut, how's your week been? It's been good. Looking forward to another Looking forward to another show here tonight and uh looking forward to another game on Saturday. Like you said, it was a you know, got picked up. We got a win and a loss last Saturday. It's a long trip back from Arkansas State. Get back to getting back to Myrtle Beach at 3 a.m. is when we touch down and it takes me a little little bit to kind of get my bearings back. But it's been pretty good. I had a good show last night with coach. It was kind of kind of, you know, started off we had to address a few things and then uh you know try to have a little fun with it. So hopefully we'll uh have a good week of practice. We had a good couple of first days, and we'll be ready on Saturday night. Should be a fun one. And it's good to be back home, too. Yo, yes. you're back yeah. home. Yeah, how about that? Huh? The press box is still there. I, I checked it out yesterday, so that's nice. Had to, had to get reacclimated to the view. Is my seat still okay there, too, Joe? Did you see if I was it, – It's just right as you left it, you know, however Perfect. many you know, eons ago. <laughs> it seems like months now. It does. I mean, really, it's a long time since that Georgia State game. That's the last time we were there. Crazy. And, so, and just as a, just out of curiosity, if you're there back in town and you're looking to maybe get a bite to eat before the game, tell me a good place to go to. Chili, let me tell you, the only place you need to be going is Hanley's Pub. CCU Class of 2002, the official pub of the Strut Podcast located in Carolina Forest. We will CCU. At your local pub, Hanley's in Carolina Forest, 3873 Renee Drive, Myrtle Beach. You can call 843-903-4904. Hanley's Pub, the official pub of the Strut Podcast. If you go in there and see my daughter, Sarah, just tell her that she's annoying and she'll take care of you. Hey, the thing is, though, is if you're going to be on time to school or work, right? That's Look, Joe, I got a question. Are, were we on time this week? Were we on time? Uh, well, so far, yes. So far, there's, there's a lot left to go in the week. <laughs> two more days. Two, two more, more days. days. Can do two for more those, days. For those that are new to the podcast, look, we're going to blend family, football, life, the Sun Belt, all of it, right? Whether you know, and then when we segue to basketball and we segue to baseball, we would touch on some other sports. Which, by the way, gentlemen, a sport that's near and dear to mine and Joe's heart. Chili's got a growing fondness for it. Our lady volleyball team. They're kicking butt. They yes, are they kicking are. butt. They, they, they remain undefeated. Get out and go watch them. And if you can't go watch them, anytime they're on ESPN Plus, uh, they do a great job and they play well. And Sam, what what a great job he does calling volleyball, man. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, Sam is the in-house voice uh for our home football games. He's also the voice for the Pelicans as well, man. Mm-hmm. Sam does a wonderful job uh calling games and and being an in-house voice. So but either way, get in there. They, they're they playing well, man. They're undefeated in conference, undefeated, and starting to get a little bit of a chatter about being in that top 40. So, uh, man, this is awesome, awesome. But, uh, Chili, we should get was, Sam brother. as a guest on here sometime. I think Sam would be a good person to talk to. I think he'd be great to talk to. T.D., are the kids okay? He's checking on the kids, uh, Jeff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just checking on. We're just checking Everybody's on good. the uh, College Street daycare here. <clears throat> well, let's all three of us, Teal Nation, Strut Nation, and TD's kids, let's meet Marshall. <laughs> so um, I know we went through the Marshall stuff, and I'll say that in air quotes, last year, but I found a few more tidbits I want to share with y'all. Did y'all realize Marshall, where it sits 
in West Virginia was almost a part of the state of Virginia prior to the Civil War. It was a part of Virginia before it broke off to become West Virginia. And so technically Marshall is the first university in that state, but there's a debate between which schools actually first amongst the universities there in West Virginia. Marshall has 10,800 students. Coastal has 9,800 for comparison. Joe, last year, Coastal won the game 24-13. That was a fun trip for you, I'm sure, going to see Marshall. That must be a pretty cool place to visit. TD, their mascot is Marco the Bison. Yeah, he is. Now, I learned this about Marco. Marco got his name from Marshall College. First three letters in Marshall. First two letters in college. Marshall College. Marco. There you go. They had a debate, TD and Joe, and I know last week we went through uh, Arkansas State proposed mascot names. Same thing happened at Marshall many, many years ago. So Marshall named after Justice John Marshall, your first Supreme Court justice. So one of the mascot names they proposed was the judges. Ooh. They also had Big Green. All right. Joe, they had the Boogie Cats. No, they did not. No, they did not. Wait, wait, wait. There's, There's a better one. Boogie Cats came around, but then later they revised it to be the Booger Cats. Now, <laughs> Dude, I might settled, be up there with old Seymour to campus, man. Well, they settled, as we know, with Thundering Herd, but then early 50s pops up and they had another debate about what the mascot should be. They didn't bring the old ones back up, but we have two more brand new ones to throw out there for the, for the general discussion. Green Gobblers or Rams? First of all, Guys, we are playing with some really cool mascot names these last two podcasts. I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm well, a fan of what we're ha- what we're hearing here. Well, Arkansas State changed theirs to a bullseye since they're you know oh, on, uh, since the they're Arkansas on target so State much. targets. So the you know they're all you know mm, right. That's a good know. one. Yeah, I'm gonna write that or, down. Or ambulance chasers. But anyways, um, famous alone. So, what you guys them? No, no, I'm good. I'm listening for okay. famous alums. Let's do it. Okay. Randy Moss, Chad Pennington, Byron Leftwich, and the basketball coaching D'Antoni brothers, Mike and Dan. Yeah, that's right. All that's right. Marshall alum. Now, here's one I found. I had a hard time believing. I had to check a couple of sources, and this all checks out. Listen to this. Famous actor and comedian Billy Crystal was accepted and – sorry, offered and then accepted a baseball scholarship to go to Marshall. He attended Marshall for a while, never graduated, dropped out, and no one really knows what happened to him after he left Marshall. (laughs) It's not true. He actually won three Grammys and three Golden Mm -hmm. Globes and a couple of primetime Emmy Awards. But I thought that was just really cool, that Billy Crystal baseball scholarship to play at Marshall. Here's a random fact that I want to provide to you two gentlemen to piggyback on what by the way, we don't say it enough. Chili, you do a great job when it comes up to pulling up information and digging up information on the university. And I love them. I, I look it. forward. I look forward each week, and I know others do that have told me this. They look forward to listening to like the mascot names. That's becoming a thing, by the way. Of like yeah. digging up with the, yeah, man. People were loving that because you know the uh, what was it uh, last week? The, the Arkansas State or they, they had were the Thunderbirds. The Thunderbirds. Else y'all like too. Like and then Ridge Runners, the Ridge Runners, and then what was the what was the one that we just liked for the herd? Boog, boogie down, boogie what? Uh, it was Boogie Cats or Booger Cats. I like boog, bo- Boogie Cats is fun. 
I think we should Boogie be called Boogie Cats, three of us. Well, hey, let, let me throw a little random fact out there for you. Just one little quick one, Joe. Chili. Diddy. Joe. Chili. Anyways, Marshall Green is PMS 354. Postal Teal is PMS 322 on the old PMS color chart. We are very, very close. We are very, very close. Mm-hmm. Um, so random. See, it's not as good as Chili's, Joe. It's not as good. It's just not. It's just not as good, man. But it's fine. It's interesting. But it's it, good it, stuff. They're right. They're, I put them on. I put them in the color wheel, and they are like itsy bitsy close, man. I mean, they are right there, man. Um, you know, it's. Uh, I was pretty shocked about. It. I was like, wow, that, that's actually close. I thought, but random useless information that does us nothing. But derail speaking, the podcast. And speaking of more useless information, listen to this one, TD. I'm November first is National Bison Day. Is because it? Because actually a bison, not a buffalo. I did learn that. Currently, as far as football goes, which is why everybody's listening to the podcast, is Marshall is four and three overall. They're one and two in the Sun Belt. They have lost three games in a row. Mm-hmm. Statistically speaking, I got it right this week, Joe. The offense is ranked number nine in the Sun Belt. Defense is ranked number eight. By comparison, Coastal's offense is ranked eight. Our defense, TD, is ranked fourth. I thought that was really cool. Uh, yep. Stat leaders. For the Thundering Herd, Ali, 640 yards on the ground with 11 touchdowns. Cam Fancher, the quarterback, 1,679 yards, seven touchdowns, six interceptions. And Coombs is their leading receiver, 208 yards and two touchdowns. Leading tackler is J.J. Roberts with 48 tackles. Owen Porter has five sacks. Micah Abraham has three interceptions. TD, nexus of information, Joe, that is the Marshall. Thundering hurt. Hey, real quick, is JJ is Roberts out this week? Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say he's out this week. So, okay. Chilly, you you were correct by the way. Not nothing. Your yeah. information is exactly correct. But I thought hit game versus JMU, he's out. Ali's fifty. I know we're gonna probably talk about that, but I just want to think about it because they're starters and what Chili was just going through. Some of that's gonna change unless you, Joe. I know you were. Um, I know you're on the horn with the uh, the herd broadcast team this week, as you always do with each opposing team, as they do with you. You know, you trade um, recordings back and forth, the interviews uh, in the pregame show, uh, the WRN nine nine point five countdown to kickoff pregame show. But um, that being said, yeah, I mean yeah. they had to take they had to take him off, kind of like what they had to take Grayson off. You know, JJ Roberts they had to take him off the same way that uh, they had to take Grayson off uh, yeah. after. You know, after the, the dirty cheap hit he took. So, you know, so Roberts is still in concussion protocol from what I understand. So I would not expect to see yeah. him play. That's a big loss for them. That's her, as Chili yeah. said, their top tackler at the safety. So he's yeah. a good player. He's a good kid, man. He's a good yeah. kid. I hate, hate to see that. Hate to see that. But Joe, how you see it, man? How you see it from the from inside the booth up there? Oh, it's a good question, TD. I mean, you know, obviously we just talked about, you know, 10 and, and his status for Saturday is, uh, you know, I would say extremely doubtful, quite frankly. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a team doctor. I'm not in there with them. I have no, no intel that uh, anybody else, you know, might have. But, I mean, it's just kind of one of those things. I, I would I would be surprised if he plays, quite frankly, after what we saw on Saturday night. So it's going to be Jared Guest, Ethan Vasco, you know, those two guys. Uh, Blake Boda, perhaps. I don't know. I mean, you know. Coach said that we're going to place, you know, two, maybe several quarterbacks in this thing in this midweek press conference. So we'll see. I mean, it really depends on what kind of play we get, you know, out of that position. I mean, it can still, you know, we can still be a, a very effective offense against what, you know, is a really good Marshall defense. I mean, their front seven is pretty good. 
right? They were great last season. You know, they're, they're still very good this year. So we'll have to see, you know, if we can, again, and I'll go back to getting the running game going. We've got to get our running game going. Now, see, yeah. hopefully we have Jared Brown back. I, I think we I think we will. You know, Braden Bennett kind of got a little bummed up in that game the other night, so we'll see about him. Uh, those two guys obviously are, are a big part of what we do. DJ Beasley, you know, like Chili has talked about, kind of our closing kind of guy. I might see him a little bit more. Max Baldazar is a guy that really impresses me. Had a big game. Yeah, I like to feed him the ball. You know, yep. we get the running game going. I think offensively will be will be okay. And Chili just mentioned a great point about the defense. You know, I mean, our defense is, I, you know, we we've got some dudes over there that, that can play. Right, we got some size, we got some speed. You know, more physical. I think this year, and we are relying on them more. I think a little bit. So if we can get some stops, you know, Cam Fancher, Marshall quarterback, was not terribly mobile against JMU. See how he is this this week. Uh, Rasheen Ali, I would expect him to play. He did not play against JMU. He did not dress out. Uh, had a, a kind of he's been bothered by an ankle. I mean, those are you know, hefty numbers that you talked about, Chili. That young man has put up this season. That's without a, that's missing a game, right? I mean, so six hundred plus yards, eleven touchdowns, and that's not in all their ball games. So I, I would expect to see him play. They are huge offensive line, and they got three guys up there that go six, seven, or better. You know, a couple of those guys are walk-ons that have kind of developed into really good players. Players now later their career. So we'll, you know, we'll just have to see again win the turnover battle, win time of possession, win conversion downs, and I think we'll be okay. We'll just have to see. And again, it all kind of hinges around what we can do offensively. It's all going to revolve around what what we can get done at the quarterback spot. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I, you know, I expect a big crowd. Uh, you know, sold out homecoming should be a lot of fun. Joe, when talking to the broadcast team, we don't bring this up enough, and we probably should, you know, for our listeners. Again, Joe gets to have open dialogue, if you will. And Joe, refer you referenced this before. How you talk to other broadcast teams? <coughs> excuse me. What? 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 <coughs> excuse me. For those that are watching our YouTube channel, uh, uh, we have a fan in the house. He's currently staring over my my right shoulder, uh, drinking a chocolate milk. But Joe. From their broadcast team, what's the sentiment that you know? What 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 is the energy? What's the sentiment that you that you feel or get, regards of them coming off three straight losses? Ali's 50-50, Fancher's bummed up, Roberts is out. Like, could you get any sense of of anything that they were maybe conveying about the team yeah, right now? Yeah, you know, I mean, I asked that question. I said, "What's the mood of the team right now?" The mood is not good. You know, they've lost three in a row. They started off had a great September, won all their ball games, went four and zero. And then they went to Raleigh and lost a tough one, NC State, by a touchdown. Again, that could have gone either way, right? Yep. And then they go to Georgia State, and they just kind of get bum rushed at Georgia State. I mean, yep. that was that was one that I, you know, that kind of really started opening my eyes about what Georgia State's got this season. They yep. go down there and lose forty-one to twenty-four. And then of course they get beaten last week at home by a JMU team that is just outstanding, lights out defensively. But they don't, you know, they don't. They're not sure that JMU is is as great offensively as what they've been. You know, but the mood of the team right now is pretty. They're they're pretty grumpy, as as you know, Steve Steve put it to me a little while ago. They're they're pretty grumpy. They're they're looking to try to bounce back and and get things turned around. Still a long way to go, but uh, they're they're going to come in here and I think uh, kind of a, a mad, you know, re ready to to do some business. You know, herd of you know a thundering herd, so to speak. Right. Well, tricky ball two should be interesting. You've got brothers against each other this week, uh, gentlemen. Uh, Travis and his brother, uh, and um, 
it's going to be interesting to see how how that plays out, right? And the family dynamic. I was texting with Coach Trickett earlier this week and said, "Hey, Trickett Bowl two two point two point oh, let's go two and oh during two point oh. He said, "Absolutely, man." He's like, "That's the that's the game plan." You know, talking about his brother's offense right now again, Fancher and Ali, everything really they're the turnkey on this offense, right? They are the turnkey. Jody, you talked about it. The lineup front, you know, they're the ones that really push off. But when Ali's not in, Payne's in. Payne's a good quality runner, but he's not Ali, right? He's not Ali. Fancher again. Don't don't get it twisted. That kid runs hard. He's he is a get downhill, get behind his shoulder pads, and I'm going to get you positive yards. I'll watch the Georgia State game where he got some time in the JMU game where he got more time, and he just rarely falls for negative plays, right? He's always falling forward. Now, he's not going to uh, – now, watch, I'm going to eat my words, but he, he's not the Ali impressive get around the corner and just make an absolute stunning play, right? That's not that's not what he's built for. He's built for, again, just getting behind the tackles. Um, they're going to seek to get into a run early, try to slow the game down, but try to speed the clock up. They're going to get there with pain. You know, defensively, we got to keep Fancher off his mark, but keep him in – you know, in the pocket, right? Once we get him out, I know, I see Maddox behind me. I know he's, God bless him. And uh, for those this that watch on YouTube on right YouTube. now, dude, this is, this. I've, I've got fans watching behind. And um, so when we get on defense, we've got to keep fans here off his mark, but try to keep him contained. Because if you can do those two, right? If you can keep him contained, and I mean behind the tackles, but keep him off his mark, he's not as creative. Now, based on how bummed he is, maybe getting him out of the pocket and forcing him to run. Again, we'll figure that out in the first about two, three series, Joe and Shelly, is how bummed is he? If he is bummed, then we need to get him out of the pocket and force him to make on-the-run plays. Now, when they're on when they're on defense, their front seven is stout. I mean, Travis told me that. Coach Trickett told me, he said, probably the best front seven, most quality sound front seven we have seen somewhere between Georgia Southern and UCLA. Right, they're kind of in that same atmosphere, if space, if you will, um, of of just really good front seven. They're active, they are, um, they're extremely smart, but they're front seven. But again, with some injuries there, right? Porter was limping off. Roberts is out. They've had a few other injuries between the JMU Georgia State games. Some guys are not 100. percent When we're on offense, we cannot let their D line dictate the tempo. We've got to convert convertible downs. Protect the ball, Joe, to your point. Let's go ahead and bring it up now. 10's not going to be in the game, right? That's what we're expecting right now. Something could change between now and Saturday. But as of right now, we have to anticipate 10's not going to be in the game. This program has been here how many times, y'all? Three, four times in the last two years, three years, right? I mean, uh, what was it? Grayson missed one game for three years, and then last year he missed a couple games, right? So the one thing I want to bring up, Joe, Chill, we talked about this on would Jared guess in this type of offense? I'm asking you both this question. How do you feel Jared's going to do in a more pro-style tempo offense as opposed to a true RPO offense where we we feel like he's a good kid, he's a team player, but he was better suited for this offense, not necessarily Jamie's offense, right? So I'd love to get y'all's thoughts and be on that. I've got some other points right after that, but what do y'all feel and see and think about that as well? Because, again, y'all see it like I did. Our fans saw it. What are what are our concerns? What are our excitements about what Jared Guest can bring and or Vasco could bring to the team? I kind of want to answer that with a question. I feel like wasn't Guest kind of brought in because he was that style of the quarterback, and that would be kind of where he 
was best is in something the more of a pro style anyway. So yep. if that's the case, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to kind of feel good about him stepping in and taking McCall's spot. But I also feel like Joe, that we've got that good rotation because we saw a bunch of those guys. Now, granted, I know it's against Duquesne some weeks ago, but when you saw the rest of the stable of QBs get in and get some good reps, and we know they're getting good reps in practice too. I, I'll say that you know without really having to bring that up. But see, I guess the answer to your question is if Guest is really more of that pocket passer type guy, we've got some good guys playing behind him. I'm not saying we're not going to miss a beat because that's just not the case because it's, it's a different kind of player and it's a different, you know, it's a different person altogether. But I'm feeling okay, to be honest with you, because, you know, in last year we weren't so hot on high on gas because he didn't look so comfortable in the offense. But this year, if that's the case, then maybe it's it's going to be okay. Joe, what, I mean, that's just yeah, my two I mean, cents. We're, yeah, we're, you know, we're three and two in games of uh, minus Grayson. In his in his career since Grayson's been there, we're three and two in games without him. And really, kind of, if you want to go to the bowl game too, I mean, because he had to leave the bowl game, no telling how that might have come out. But games where he has not started or played, we're three and two. It's not bad. I mean, this will be Jared's nineteenth career game, so he has experience. He's been out there. I thought, you know, and again, this is the one anecdotal piece of evidence that really, you know, is that going to you know foretell anything that happens on Saturday night? I don't know, but that, that throw he made to Kyrie Duplaces against. Duquesne was, I mean, he looked as confident and as sure about making a pass as I've seen him make it at, at Coastal, quite frankly. I mean, he looked, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. It was against Duquesne. I got it. You know, but you got to make a pass and catch, though. Uh, you know, you got to throw the ball, right? And again, right. this, this, this will be, you know, I, we're anticipating his, you know, they're going to give him the ball Saturday night, marring something that we're not. You know, we're not privy to or, or aware of, so we're anticipating Jarrett going to – he will start this game. But I, I think he'll do – I'd like to see him let, – let's give him some stuff to get comfortable early, right? I mean, like we don't need him chunking the ball down the field 50 yards. Let's just give him some throws early in the game, you know, trying to get him some, you know, maybe some, you know, quick outs, maybe some dump off, something, you know, stuff like that to get him a couple of completions and kind of get him in the flow of this thing. So that's, that's what I had down here was – I wrote down, we have to go back, Joe, to what you talked about and Chili referenced with our uh, with our run game. One thing that will help a quarterback like a guest or even a Vasco, I could see us having a package or two for Vasco to come in for this game as well. I can't. Why see. not, right? I could see us. So this is what I wanted to talk about real quick was Teal Nation, Strutties, just go ahead and anticipate McCall not being in the game. Okay, and here's why. If he's in the game – Great, but he has not practiced. Coach Beck talked about he to date right now, he has not practiced this week. I mean, Beck talked about that. He has not practiced as of today. Okay. That means he'd have to practice Thursday and then a walkthrough on Friday. That's one day's practice. Okay. For my time in playing, that's not exact exactly optimal. Now, great, he knows the offense, but you still have to go through reps and timing. So go ahead and anticipate guests to start Vasco to come in and some package plays. For me, Joe, you talked about that run game, Chili. You referenced it for us. You know, in prior podcasts, that run game is going to be essential for us getting out on the corner and getting some early yardage so we can back up that defense a little bit. So to Joe's point, we can start hitting some arrow routes, some slants, some quick outs, maybe even throw a fade or two right on a play action. We've got to build off of the the run game for play action. I think that'll help Jared. Jared was recruited as more of a post-style offense quarterback. Hopefully this is better suited for him. We're going to see. Um 
So touched on that. If if not McCall, I wrote this. If not McCall, you know, guess likes a good gun run, uh, short passes across the middle, deep balls like posts, seams, and flies. If Vasco, Vasco's going to run probably a little bit of RPO. Remember, he came from the Les Leipold or Lance Leipold offense in Kansas, so it's very similar to what we do here, but very little tape on Vasco other than what I saw at practice in during camp. He's got some tools. I think they're going to intermittently put him in, and again, I think Vasco's going to have some packages that you'll see. Again, I'd like. I'm looking for. I'm excited about it for the unfortunate right reasons, right? Unfortunately, tens out, but. If we're going to get back to being a top three team in the conference, this is moments where we've got to step up. Somebody's got to step up, right? Somebody's got to make a play here for us via offense. But I think if we build off the run game, definitely get outside the tackles, give Jared Guest an opportunity to start getting some short passes. I'd like to see a couple series where that happens. I see. Yep. Once that happens, I think you'll see Jared Guest potentially blossom. The one thing I am concerned about, granted it was a new offense, or a different offense, different coaching staff, there were times where you could see the confidence come down a little bit in him. But I think this year in this moment, pro-style offense, pro-tempo, if you will, I'm actually excited for Jared Guest in this offense. I think he's going to blossom and develop to the quarterback we recruited about well, four years ago now, five years ago now. Mm-hmm. So, so, go ahead, Chilly. I had just a question and a comment, really. Um, so, with Jerry Guest starting – Joe, you kind of referenced this. It's kind of a question for either or both of you, or maybe we can leave it kind of as a rhetorical question, is if we have guests in and we can kind of see what TD was saying as far as like getting those shorter passes to uh, Jared Brown over the middle, out patterns, whatever you want to say to the shorter ones so they can get the ball in the hands of those guys and let them kind of get the ball in their hands and do what they do, you know, get Sam kind of the deeper passes, let him kind of be the deep guy and spread it out to the places to Jamison Tucker and Jerry Brown, something we could probably look for in that offense. And, this, and my comment is, you know, we, we talked about Coach Beck being a kind of a quarterback kind of a coach here. I don't want to put any onus on Coach Beck here, but I also feel like if, if that's really what his moniker is and what we know him for, then we'll probably see just how good of a quarterback coach he is this Saturday when Jared Guest comes onto the field and takes the reins. I think that's a fair point. I, I, think, mean, it's a very fair point. I think it's a very fair point. I mean, I and no one, you know, not doubting his credentials whatsoever. Guy worked with Joe right. Burrow, right? I mean, we saw we see how good that guy is, right? So I mean, yeah. it'll we'll we'll see what kind of stamp that he's been able to put on the quarterback room and in, by extension, you know, the offense in this program in the short amount of time he's been here. So we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get a, an early indication. Some of those things on Saturday night. So we'll just have to. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to it. It's kind of not looking forward to you know potentially not having ten out there. But you know, hey, at, at some point, like TD mentioned a little earlier, I mean, at some point in each of the last three seasons, now four, we've had to, we have we had we've had to negotiate those waters. So, right. we have to Saturday night. Let's do it. I'll offer this to you. The one thing I saw that Marshall is very susceptible to, and I'm gonna wrap it up right here is versus Georgia State versus JMU, versus NC State. The flash routes by receivers, right? So the screens, flash routes, or now routes, things like that in that first five yards where they take a step, come back, now route, flash route, kind of come inside. They are extremely susceptible to that because they're very aggressive in their front seven, which makes their back four get into quarters too deep. 
you know, two dog man, but mainly quarters where they have to stay back a little bit. And they're very susceptible, excuse me, to now routes, slants, digs, and drags, shallow digs, shallow drags. Let this sink in. Marshall has given up the most explosive plays that are 20, uh, most explosive plays, excuse me, for TDs in the entire NCAA right now. They have given up 11 20-plus yard plays for TDs. Let that sink in. 11 20-plus yard plays for TDs as of the game of JMU. What does that tell you? If we can hit some of those shorter routes, Joe, Chili, Chili especially, that to uh, Duplacis and Brown and Tucker get the ball in space. To That's where, that's where guests, hey, catch it, read it, throw it, or catch it and throw it and let your guys do the job. D.D., I'll tell you what, that sounds like a lot of real estate they're giving up with those big plays like that. I mean, I'll tell you what, that is, uh, that's, that's a lot of real estate they're giving up with those touchdowns. Tell me this, though. If I want some real estate, who am I going to call? i tell you what. You know, Dan Sign Realty, like our receivers, can cover a lot of ground or a lot of real estate. Dan Sign at Dunes Realty Sales is realty done right. Located down there in 128 Atlantic Avenue, Merle's Inlet. You can also find them at www.dunes.com or call them toll-free at 888-889-9312. And remember, if you call Dan at Dan Signs Dunes Realty Sales, tell them TD Info Joe and Chili told you to call. But again, if you want to cover some really good real estate, again, Dan Signs, class of 2001 at Dunes Realty Sales, Realty like our receiving core, done right. That ad was read right too, Joe. Hey, I got it right this time. Really, really, that, and really good that, that, the, the segue was uh, Emmy Award winning. I mean, that that is <laughs> that. Right. I'm getting something All at the right. end of the year for that. I think we're going to celebrate no that question. segue, Joe, at your post-Struddies Awards the show. Struddies, I mean, that, that, we've got to put that segue down right now. <clears throat> I've got my segue right here. Part three B. Okay, I'm ready for it, gentlemen. All right, all right. Okay. Now listen, I'm if you if you got a top Joe, that's gonna be it. That's competitive right there. But look, nobody tops the Nexus. <laughs> that's true. So let's go around the belt and just to update our standings here. Joe 56 and 17, TD 54 and 19, me oh, 51 man. 22. I gained a game on I TD lost, this week. I lost two games to Joe, didn't I? Uh Joe, yeah, you're two Joe's two ahead of you. TD, I'm three behind you. So I'm, yeah, that's right. So this is a good week for Sunbelt football, just in general across the board. What we got some great ball games this week. I'm going to go ahead and run through them real quick and we'll go back and, and go through our picks here. Going around the belt, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, we're recording on Wednesday. This game is happening tomorrow night. Modern day hate is what they call this rivalry now. Is that what it is? Modern day hate. I don't like that name. That's stupid. Next game <laughs> is Classless State at Monroe. What a joke. Old Dominion at Kurt Signetti's Ego. Southern Mess at Crapalachian Stink. <laughs> the Culture will travel to South Alabama. They don't have a nickname yet. Marshall, Marshall, Marshall goes to the greatest university to ever exist. The Trojan Men are at sure. Texas State. Yeah, they are. 
So, fellas. Wait, hold. Did you say Old Dominion? Do I have a name for them yet? No, old, yeah, Old Dominion. Old Dominion at Kirk's uh, and Eddie's. That's right. That's, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, my, I, I heard. Yeah, I, my bad, my bad. I was thinking King Richard. I was listening for King Richard. Oh, you know, I should say King Richard cell phones. What I should yeah, King, yeah, King Richard. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. There we go. King Richard right, cell so, so the first one is Georgia State, Georgia Southern, gentlemen. Hey, I'll give you the line on it, which I've been doing the last couple of weeks to help us out. The line in modern day hate. This game is down to Statesboro, like Chili said. The line is one. Which way? One. They are favoring Georgia Southern by no, one. No, I don't believe it. Nope. I, yeah. I mean, I believe you, but I'm not going with it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> For those that watch our YouTube, I literally put my phone up going, I pulled a Kirk Sinetti. Look. He signetted me. I put, hey, I put that, I, I put, I did a King Richard. Um, <laughs> one, I, I tell you what, it's interesting. This game, you know, I'm interested to get your thoughts on it, man. Being that, you know, you, you taught the broadcast teams and you have, I mean, you're, your view and reflection on games versus ours, I'm always curious as to get yours. Man, I'm just, I'm just going to make a pick, man. I, I, <laughs> I'm just going to make a pick, and I'm going to tell you, Georgia Southern is going to lose to Georgia State. Oh, I am all on the Panthers bandwagon. I bet against them every week. They found a way to win in Louisiana when they were about to lose, some crazy way that Louisiana found to lose. Georgia Southern is going to lose to Georgia State. I'm also going Georgia State. Um, Right now, um, the uh, the downtown Kitty Cats are, uh, are are playing too well, man, to go against them. Until they prove us otherwise, I've got uh, Georgia State over Georgia Southern in modern day hate. I'm going to go with the with Turner Field over the prettiest little stadium in America. I watched a YouTube video. This guy, he's British, and he does all stadiums across America. And he has a Sunbelt edition. I'm going to share that link out because y'all need to see this. He talks about I every did, single yeah. stadium. It's, yeah, it's I saw so that. Cool. He, does a good, he does a good job. He does a good job. And it's his take on American football stadiums. And he said Georgia Southern Stadium was nicknamed the prettiest little stadium in America or something like that. But I'm I wouldn't picking go, Georgia State. I wouldn't State. go that far. I wouldn't yeah. go that far. Georgia State, by the way, in case you're curious, Joe and TD, Georgia State is ranked number seven this week in the official strut group of five top ten poll. They're coming in at number seven this week. Well, they've earned it, man. Who, who, who votes in that, by the way? I, 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 had, I hadn't seen a ballot for that thing yet. Is that, a, there's what, a bowl. Well, what's going on with that? And here, I'll tell you how it works. There's a bowl, and there's like little pieces of paper in it, and there's 100 <laughs> pieces of paper. 90 of them are Liberty. Where, where are these the other 10 are everybody else. <laughs> oh, man. Liberty. I love that. Our fans, by the way, uh, I want to shout out to some of our fans that, that, hit, uh, that hit us up on Twitter. Um, um, yeah, I got that flavor. Oh yeah, man! Good. Well, I, I I like um I like some of the fans that hit us up on Twitter like about the poll. Uh, are you, is that what you're talking about, Chili? You talking about some of the fans' mm -hmm. responses to the poll? Yeah, I, I got that from. I love it, man. Yeah, pretty good. Uh, I, I love that. Uh, nobody. <laughs> I put a response out there going, uh, "Answers available are not compatible with my thoughts." And there yep. was some other ones. Not a chance. Bottom straight the schedule. Uh, Bob Dole, Brandon Hinch. Uh, Philip, um, Jason, uh, Repock, forgive me, Jason, if I pronounce that last, last name. John Bear, didn't you meet John last night? John? Met John, yes, met John, John at Bear. the uh, coaches show. John Bear, and uh, we're gonna start doing. We got we got to start calling some fans out who engage with us on social media, man, in a positive way. Of course, don't look if you're gonna Absolutely. get up there and you're gonna get up there and drop an f bomb or something. Right? Look with love. I'm not gonna, not gonna, I'm not gonna do it, man. Now, granted, some of y'all dropped some, <clears throat> some, some. Probably should have been censored comments towards Arkansas State's people, but they earned it. 
just kind of like how my three-year-old's now over my shoulder again. Oh, man, I'm ready for my wife to come home. All right, what's the next game? What's 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 next? What's the next game? Let's do it. What are we doing? Is something everybody is looking forward to. Classless State at Monroe. Monroe is going to lose to Classless State. Uh, in Classless State. Yeah, uh, you know, I, 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 my heart. It's wants in to Monroe, tell me, by the way, Joe. I'm taking Monroe. I'm taking Monroe. Okay. I'm taking Monroe. I can't. Sorry. I can't. I'm man. That crowd. Monroe will beat. The Warhawks will beat the Thunderbirds in this week's game. I wish we had them. Guys, I could check their old mascot names out. I'm going with Monroe too, because there's weird things that happen in the Bayou. Joe, uh, by the way, you know ULM's favored. I know. Joe that's don't fine. care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's in the lead. Joe, that, this is true. You got to know when to fold them. ODU travels to King Richard's cell phone. Oh God, it kills me. But I'm gonna take King Richard, Uh-oh. and King Richard and his mutts to uh, to beat Old Dominion. Yeah, I, I I think I think King Richard cell phone. Now the Old Dominion will lose to King Richard cell phone. Yeah, Jamie's a three- ranked number two this week, by the way, in the top ten. James, James Madison's gonna get tripped up at some point, though. There they are. Yeah, there it, it happens every year to somebody, and this, this could be this season. could be the classic trap one right here. Who knows? But I I, going, I don't think Old Dominion quite has enough. We'll see. Joe, uh, here's one you might like. Seymour to campus goes to Crapalachian Stink. Oh gosh, uh, the ba- the battle of the the yeah. each each team calls its home field the Rock, right? I mean, so that Mass calls their place the Rock, and that really kind of was the Rock. I mean, because they built that, you know, in- inmates prison inmates actually helped build the original stadium down in Hattiesburg. That's why they call it. They built that Rock, literally. That's why they call it the Rock. But I think I think Seymour to campus is gonna is gonna lose to. Our, our buddies up in Boone. Now I've got the boys in Boone winning that one too. TD, what you got in that one? Yeah, I'm gonna take the boys in Boone, but I tell you what though, man. Whichever coach loses this game, that hot seat is going to be a blazing heap of gasoline they're sitting on. I mean, Will Will's are I mean, Will's already there, but let me tell you something. If Clark loses this game, at home by the way too he may not have to move out of his house he may get home and things may be already be packed up for him and look by the way people know when when i say this it ain't personal but there's an expectation up there when you have one sport you better win at that sport so the culture travels to south alabama south alabama's a 10 point favorite by the way, yeah, I, I'm the culture's going to lose to to the South Owls. Yeah, I'm taking out. I'm I'm taking South Alabama. So I think South Alabama's kind of figured some things out in the last in the last game or two. I don't know where I don't know if I should keep believing in the culture or not. After what happened uh, last week with Georgia State, I, I, I've been uh, kind of South Owl, man. culture. Uh, South, South Owl. Owl. South yeah, Owl. I'm South Owl. The next game is 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 what's going to separate the men from the boys right here. Coastal and Marshall. No, we all got coastal. I get that. Okay. Yeah, Troy versus Texas State. This is an interesting game. It's a five and a half point spread. Favorite to Troy going to San Marcos. And that environment down there, since that new coaching staff and winning and boy, they got it going on. Got to give them credit, man. Where credits due. Got they got they got it going on. Texas State will lose to the men of Troy. Ooh, Joe. 
Joe's just so confident. He just tells you what's going to happen, and then he makes it happen. Speak it into existence. <laughs> I got to start doing something crazy here, man. Texas State will take down Ooh. the men of Troy. So I, I, I deliberated on this one, too, and it came down to one of those things, what's going to happen in the last series of the game. I believe that. And I believe Texas State has enough offense to get a touchdown or a field goal late. Texas State mm. will win that game. Ooh. Ah, ah, Joe, we're coming after you, baby. Uh, coming after me now. Coming after you now. <laughs> coming after coming me. After you. Oh, man. Didi, it's your turn to segue me. I know, man. I'm, I'm trying to pull it up, man. That gum, y'all give me a chance here. Chili, after I have had a long flight, from Memphis, Tennessee, as Joe did, back to Conway after watching our boys beat the Kitty Cats of Arkansas State. And my back just doesn't feel good. Who should I go to to get it squared away? Well, first off, I'm sorry your back hurts so much. And Joe's the one that went. But if you're going to go see somebody, Dr. David Turner, Coastal Class of 97 of Impact Chiropractic, he's been practicing in Conway for 20 years. Dr. Turner believes in a proactive, wellness-based approach to achieving optimal health and function for the entire family. At Impact Chiropractic, we work hard to grow healthy kids rather than fix damaged adults. You can find them at 210 Singleton Ridge Road in Conway, impactchiro.com, or give them a call, 843-347-9103. Outstanding, as always. Thank you. So yeah, much. no, I got to work on my segues. They suck. I'm usually better than that, though, man. But you, yeah, I think you're fine. You know, I got, I just got to print it out, man, and have it ready to go. TD, you're talking about having a backache after flying home from Memphis and that kind of thing. I have an ear infection right now in my left ear because my ear popped on climb out the other night coming back from that place. I thought, what in the world is going on? I, it's not the typical when you change, you know, altitude and pressure that kind of thing you can kind of hear your, your eardrums pop a little bit you always get that kind and i tell you what mine popped and it just didn't it didn't it hadn't felt good in four days i probably should have told you all that right at the top and he said How, how's my week week ain't been all that great my ear doesn't feel that great that's not hey. going to you saturday i'm night, sure everybody wanted to know that but uh, there you go hey it's not going to affect saturday night is it joe as of one hour Negative. i just read this the fifth quarter ccu just posted this Marshall comes into Conway this weekend, over, under, so forth and so on. But they said, this is a sold-out game now. And they said that our tickets are now going for anywhere from $113 to $148 on secondary sites Wow! for this game. How about that? Barstool CCU reminds everybody, parents weekend, alumni weekend, homecoming, Halloween, Conway might burn down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, speaking of that, man, it's homecoming week, man. For all alumni, man. Chili and I on alumni board. Joe, we got to take two seconds to say this, man. But in the last, you know, five, ten minutes of a wrap-up, look, it's it's homecoming. It's homecoming. It's time to come home. Time to come home, baby. Look, hey, they're expecting a sold-out crowd, which I believe, again, that's happened. You know, Jared Guest, Vasco are most likely going to get the run. Defense is playing better. We've got a brand-name Sunbelt team. Look, Myrtle Beach is like the – you know, it's 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 West Virginia's southernmost city, right? I mean, they're they're going to be in here, right? There's going to be all kind. Hey, do we know if there's a uh, any type of 
like blackout, whiteout, teal out, whatever. No word I've seen. I didn't honestly. think so either. You know, we hey, we should man. I, I'm a I'm a roll this by the prez. We should have a bronze out. Not maybe this week, but in the future. This is the we, only we color need to, we need to plan it first. But we need right, to do I a bronze. Wait, I think a bronze out would be really cool at our stadium, man. Teal turf, a bronze out, and the guys are like in you know, you know, all black or something, right? So you have all your colors. We, represented. we need bronze helmets to you know to do Ooh, that. all black. Let me uniform, tell you some bronze helmet. What do you think? Let me tell you something. Um, I have said this for years. I think a bronze helmet, a bronze helmet with our logo on it, and when you get like all black. Or you go bronze, black, and teal, or bronze, black, and white. I'm telling you, man, I think that would be a smooth look. You'd have white helmets, black helmets, teal helmets, and a bronze helmet. I think that would be a really cool look, man. I really do. But it's homecoming. I wonder if we're going to wear the Kellogg's chicken this week. I don't know. That's my favorite helmet is the white with the chicken I like on it. That's my favorite one. Um, two quick Twitter poll updates, and then we'll go on to TD's favorite part. Is one question was is Liberty legit? No, because we've already had almost a record number of votes, and there's still just a couple of days left in that. And I'm loving the comments. 84% so far say Liberty is not legit versus 16 for yes. But then we got some people TD like you shot now a while ago, like Bob Dole. Not a chance. Bottom five strength of schedule. Uh John said absolutely not. Is there a, even a single quality win for Liberty yet? Uh, a couple others are talking about uh, wins over unranked teams, people with losing records. They won Tuesday. They beat Western Kentucky, who was four and two going into that game. But I also want to say with an asterisk, that's four and two in the in Conference USA, four and two. It's not the same kind of four and two in the Sun Belt, four and two, in my opinion. The other poll I had this week was uh, which team do you think will ever make? Sorry, which team will make a New Year's Six Bowl first? That was totally tongue-in-cheek, Joe. I saw you saw that comment that I wrote back to somebody. Oh, yeah. I'm I not looking for scientific results on this one, just kind of doing something that was just honestly funny. The two choices were Liberty or James Madison. James got 74% of that. I refuse to answer that question. <laughs> and then I, I think Reed D said the best comment, option C, neither. That's right. I saw it. So that was pretty good, too. I, I love it, man. And we always love that interaction with y'all. And don't forget, we I share this link out at least once a week where you can do the talk back line, leave us a voice message. We would not have any problem with y'all leaving us a voice message because we can actually use your audio at some point in our podcast in some way. So please leave us a message. We'd love to hear your thoughts, your comments, your questions, all that good stuff. We love hearing from y'all. TD. Info it's job for trivia. <laughs> but first, TD, I have written something kind of brief and it's simply called of bison. Or I think it's bison. Excuse me. TD and Joe, let me ox you a question. Oh, have boy. you heard there's a big homecoming game Saturday? Well, it would behoove you to attend because your team oh. has been implementing the Marshall plan this week in preparation. Fans migrate to Brooks Stadium for the homecoming game. After the win, you'll feel bovine for sure. So get on the horn. The main event is coming. Listen to the three of us grunt about CCU football. It's great, but you don't know who you will run into oh, at Brooks Lord. Stadium. While there, TD, you can graze on the concessions. Mm -hmm. Man. That's an award winner right there, Chili. <laughs> 
Put it on the board. Yes. TD. <laughs> yeah, Bubba. Here we go. Look here now, Bubba. Your question this week, you got a pen and piece of paper. You might want to jot this down. I got my finger. I can lick my thumb or my, and I can, I can lick my finger. And I can write it on my hand. How about That's that? That's gross. But here we All go. Right. <laughs> so you're going to arrange the following running backs in order of most rushing touchdowns in their career history at Coastal. Okay. You ready? Yep. <clears throat> Patrick Hall. Okay. Mike Tolbert. Okay. Perk. CJ okay. Marable. I want this from most to least out of those four. I mean, aren't you missing one? Hmm? Didn't Hop Henderson? No, just those four. No, just those four. Oh, I got you. 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 Um, all right, give it to me one more time. I'm trying to. All right, your your four or your four. I was trying to text. The, I was trying to put the names down on like a like a note so I could gotcha. read them back, or so you could Google them. No, no. Patrick Hall. Okay. Patrick Hall is first. Okay. On the list, I listed for you. Should say. Next on the list is Mike Tolbert, Perk, and then C.J. Marable. Those are your four running backs, TD. C.J. Um, Marable's number one. He, he's number one. I'm going to go Marable, Tolbert, Perkins, Pat Hall. Marable, Tolbert, Perkins, Perkins Hall. Matt Hall. Joe, you want to take a stab at that, or you just want to let TD kind of stew on that? I thought Perk, for some reason, led. I, I'm not looking at anything. I'm, I haven't opened anything. I thought Perk scored a bunch of touchdowns. I thought he did, too. Career. But I, thought, I don't think – I don't. I didn't know that Marable would have caught him. Well, uh, I would have – if it were me, I'd put – I think Perk's number one on the list. The rest of them all that sure. Fine. All right, do I, do I get, do I get to call an audible here? Joe, what do you think? Should we let him call an audible? I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, T. Uh, Try again. Perk. This, this is your final answer here, though. Final, final answer. Perk. All right. Perk. Tolbert. Marable Hall. Perk. Tol Tolbert. Marable Hall. Perk. Tolbert. Marable. Marable Hall. Hall. Okay. So I asked you to put them in greatest to least or most to. Okay, yeah, most yeah, most touchdowns to least touchdowns, right? Okay. So the most. With 46 touchdowns, Andres Perkins. Mm. All right. All right. Number two, C.J. Marable, 21. Ah. Number three, Mike Tolbert with 21. Okay, I had that one right. And then fourth was Patrick Hall with 18. So I had that one right. Good stuff. Yeah, that's right. good. That's, that's a good question. Joe. Without us, without us even looking at the uh, – Joe, let me, let me ask those questions. Joe. When you hand the ball off to someone and they cross the goal line, is it a touchdown? Right? Yeah. You know, that, that, is that where we're going here? Is that is that how easy this touch this one's going to be? No. Let me let me ask Joe his question because we have to be fair. And Joe's on a streak. He's got them all right so far. So I don't want anything to mess with Joe. You're on a streak, and I don't want to mess you up. So I appreciate don't listen to that, TD. I appreciate don't listen that. to TD. Joe, here's your question. Dating back to the first win over Marshall last year, October 29th of 2022. What is Coastal's record against Marshall? <laughs> God almighty, man. 
They just yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I, yeah, I I can hear I can hear I can hear I can hear our studies right now. Just yeah, live it up, man. Live They're high fiving each other. It's great. They're high fiving. <laughs> They're high fiving. Oh, by the way, that reminds me. On things about our more relative, I will have hats and tech tanks at the game. Hats are twenty five. Tanks are twenty. Uh, I will have them at the game. We are teal lot uh, number one twenty nine. Yes. Can't miss me. We'll be there. And if you're an alum, come see me at the Teal Gate. I'll be out there shaking hands, trying to act presidential for the first time. Yep. 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 So, Dave, don't, we, we already went over Twitter poll, didn't we? Yeah. So, we're, we're going to yet? Joe telling us about how we can catch the game and listen to it. If we're going to watch it, how do you do it strut style, Joe? Well, I thought I'm looking at something here that says that somebody's oh. supposed to. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, oh, oh. He kind of segued himself. I just pulled a TD, didn't I? You just yes, pulled you a TD, Chili. What's up? You got to set me up here, Chili. What's going on here? <laughs> TD's off the hook. So TD just referenced hats and tanks. That's good. Joe, who should we really go to if we're looking for more marketing stuff as awesome as what TD just mentioned? Oh, that's perfect. How about Bob Baldwin, CCU class of 2011, when you think Coastal and your marketing needs, think Coastal Marketing. Go see Bob Baldwin at Coastal Marketing. Coastal Marketing is the official merchandise supporter of who? The Strut Podcast. That's who. 475 Sandy Lane, Suite A, Surfside Beach, South Carolina, 29575. Give them a call, 843-349-4848. You can see them on the web at www.coastalmarketinggraphics.com. Bob Baldwin, CCU class of 2011, Coastal Marketing. A TD on TD. I can't believe that. Joe, how can we catch the game on radio? You can catch the game on radio beginning at 430 Fan Fest at Teal Town. WRNN. I talk 99.5. You can hear it locally there or WRNN.net. You can hear it globally that way. Again, 430 is, is the airtime for the Myrtle Beach Family Golf Countdown to kick off. We also have some PD affiliates. Check my Twitter feed, Facebook page, whatever. Uh, however you follow me, and I'll have that graphic put out on Saturday. So we'd uh, love for you to tune in. And, of course, we're going to kick that thing off at 6 o'clock. It'll be on the NFL Network, but we'd love for you to take in our radio broadcast. Don't forget to check the blog site, thestruckpodcast.wordpress.net. A lot of cool stuff. We're writing and posting stuff. Joe, what, two or three times a week now we're putting stuff up there. So there's a lot more content. If you want to go outside the podcast, we're putting more stuff out there for y'all to consume. Zazzle site, you can go on to zazzle.com slash store slash the strut store and customize any strut, merchandise, shirts, whatever you want to do. You can put our logo on it and add to or take away whatever you want to have, but that's just the uh, address to get to our Zazzle customizable merchandise site. And TD, you know what? I'm bringing the family in this weekend for some outdoor fun before the game starts. It's homecoming. we got a lot of people coming to town. We want some outdoor fun. Mm. Where do we go? What do we I do? tell you what. I tell you what. If you're if y'all are as competitive as my family is, there's nothing more competitive in this house than a little round of golf. But I, when I say little round, I mean like the little, little round of golf. Coastal Outdoors operated and managed by Coastal alumni. Golf for everyone. They have four mini golf facilities and a driving range. But remember, if you go to the driving range at Cane Patch, you can't exactly use that club at Captain Hook's Adventure Golf. Jungle Safari, Jurassic Golf, or Shipwreck Island Adventure Golf. Remember, drivers are only for Cane Patch. Putters are for the putt-putt. Remember, Coastal Outdoors, golf for everyone. 
try one of their four locations. And those were, again, gentlemen, Captain Hooks, Jungle Safari, Jurassic Golf, and Shipwreck Island Adventure. And then when we're done with that, go on over to Cane Patch Driving Range and try to get your frustration out. <laughs> That's a good plan. Outstanding. Hopefully we can right. send some Marshall fans there after the, on Sunday. They can go get their frustration out there. So that'd be great. I love the, Mar I love the Marshall fan base. They're, they are they're, good. They're, base, they're so good. They don't take themselves too seriously or full of themselves like some of the other newer fan bases in this league. Love the Marshall people. Hope they have a great yeah. time. Yeah. Except for about three hours. <laughs> <laughs> well said. <laughs> hey, we got to mention volleyball. Do it. Hey, was it? No, was it, their next upcoming game is when, Chili? Uh, give me a second to look it up because I wasn't prepared for that, but I can have it for you very quickly. <laughs> Wait a minute, I'm just gonna right here. Talk. Let me talk for a second. Just kind of, you know, we're we're talking about volleyball. This is me killing time. No, no, I got it. I got it. I do Ooh. too. Ooh, they're at Marshall. For they're at Marshall. How about that, man? They're at Marshall. Um, man, you thought we could have planned that a little better, man? They could have had that game like Thursday, Friday, and, and then the football well, game the on girls, Saturday. The ladies are at Marshall. Yeah, balls here. Football's here. That'd have been kind of fun. Yeah, that'd have been fun. Also, too, men's soccer is at South Carolina on Friday. So we're gonna do a better job of mentioning some things, kind of highlight some sports like we talked about. But volleyball, man, right now, and baseballs and fall ball. Uh, I think they're allowed six total scrimmages. They've played one at Clemson and they played one at Citadel. They played one. At, so I think they're gonna be coming home here very, very soon with another one or two fall games. So check their schedule. Check the website ccsports.com. Uh, check baseball, and uh, they'll have the fall schedule there too. Outstanding. All right. Guys, I think that's it. So we can go ahead and hit a shots up. Shots Just up. Have a great Nons homecoming up. this Saturday. Go shots. Go shots. Go shots. Go shots.